Hallelujah. What a powerful name. Come on, let's give the King of Heaven one final round of applause this morning before we take our seats. We worship you, Jesus. We love you, Lord. Amen. Thank you, team. Hey, good morning, everybody. It's so good to see you all here this morning, all together in one place again. Good morning at home. Hope you're enjoying the service so far, uh, and a big welcome uh, to you all. And uh, hey, once again, it's an absolute privilege and honor to be able uh, this morning to be able to come and bring the Word of God to you. Um, just so you all know, you can remember at home, you know um, here in the congregation as well, you can catch up all our previous services online, on Facebook, on YouTube, on our, on our website. So I'd encourage you all uh, to do that this morning. Just a quick, quick recap, we've been uh, doing this wonderful theme, God's Grand Design. God's Grand Design. And on week one, uh, Jordan introduced the whole theme of God's Grand Design to us. And he talked on the subject from design, from dream to design. From dream to design. On week two, I carried on with God's Grand Design from the ground up as we talked about planting our lives on firm foundations. Planting our lives on firm foundations. And then, and then last week or week three, Ian spoke to us on God's grand design from foundation uh, to formation as we talked about the, the walls and the pillars needed in our lives. This week, I want to speak to you on the subject, God's grand design from formation to function. From formation to function. What I aim to do this morning is to encourage you. Hands up here this morning if you need some encouragement. Yeah, hands up everyone. We all need that encouragement, don't we? I need to tell you that within each and every one of us, there is so much God-given potential to do great things. We don't even realize it. You see, we have been through and we're still going through a tough season where many people are hurting and broken and disillusioned and struggling and so much more. People are saying, what is the point? Why is life such a struggle? Despondency is high. Emotions all over the place. Survival is all they can muster. And I'm not here for one moment to minimize those struggles that we're going through. They're very real. But I do want to speak and declare life and hope into our situations this morning. I want to declare that there is more. This isn't it. God has not finished with you. Don't give up. Maybe it's those few words that you needed to hear this morning. Don't give up. There is more. God has not finished with you. Philippians 1 verse 6 says these incredible words. And I am certain that God who began the good work within you will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. So this is a message this morning of discovery for all ages. Whatever season of life you find yourself in, if you are still breathing, God has got a plan and purpose for you. We need to discover that, and then we need to begin to function and operate in that. Did you know this morning, we were formed to function. Function is a doing word. It's all about movement and activity. It's about having a role and a purpose. 
Jeremiah 1 verse 5 says these words, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. I set you apart. We were formed to function. We were produced for a purpose. Romans 8, 28 says these words, And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good, for those who are called according to his purpose. Did you know this? We were born to become. We were not just born so we could die. (laughs) But we were born to become. Born to transform and continually transform into something more. To be more and more like Jesus Christ. Romans 12 verse 2 says these words. Don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good, which is pleasing, and which is perfect. If we want to become, we need to let God transform us. And we have got to change the way we think about ourselves. And and I'm going to be honest here, I'm still on that journey as well. His will... His purpose for us is good, it's pleasing, and it's perfect. We were were formed to function, produced for a purpose, born to become, made to make the difference, made to move. My Bible says this in Acts 17 verse 28. In Him we live and move and have our being or exist. If I rephrase that verse, it says this. It is in Him that we function. In Him that we operate. In Him we find our identity. It's only in Jesus that we can do that. Do you get the idea this morning? Wave at me if you get the idea. We were not just born to survive. Born to monotonously keep going on the treadmill of life. But we were born to function. We're produced for a purpose. And within each and every one of us is that awesome, mind-blowing, God-given, untapped potential to do just that. During the course of the last couple of weeks, we've been using the analogy of a house which represents our lives. And we're now at that point where the house has been built. It has strong foundations. It has strong walls and support structures. It is now ready to be lived in. Each room is ready to be used uh, for the function it was purposed for. The house now has great potential. It has great promise to function as originally designed, as originally intended. It is ready to become that living space, that family home, that safe haven, that hub of family community. It is ready to go. It is ready to fulfill its purpose. But there are a number of things that are needed to make that happen. And let me explain by giving you an example this morning. Three years ago, myself and Sarah and the boys, we moved into a new build house. It had become quite an adventure because we saw the house in its development from from foundations upwards. And then came the day where we were invited inside the house for a tour. The exterior of the house was built. The doors and the windows were in. The plumbing was in. The utilities were in. Kitchen units were in. Flooring was down. But apart from those things, there was nothing else in the house. And we had the opportunity to take a tour. The tour of the house gave us a chance to designate bedrooms for the boys. Decide where and what we would need for each room. It gave us a chance to get a feel for each room. 
to discover and understand the potential of each room. In other words, what, what would be the room's purpose? I remember going down the concrete stairs to the ground level where there was this room. And I knew straight away, I just knew it, that this room was going to be my man cave. This room was going to be my office. Will, it was going to be my Lego room. I saw what it would become. And much to Sarah's disbelief, it is becoming. It is transforming into that, into that room. Potential is being realized. The Lego room is operational. The tour, the tour gave us a chance to decide how we wanted each room to operate. What appliances we would need for each room. Where does the TV go? Let's take the kitchen, for example. We walked into our kitchen. It's an open kitchen diner. A great space. It was quickly realized that this kitchen had the potential to become the hub of the family home. Where cooking and eating and drinking and sitting around the table would take place. Or sitting up at the breakfast bar. It was also clear where the sink would be, the oven and the fridge freezer. We discussed what other appliances we would need for the kitchen. This was exciting stuff. It sounds really boring, doesn't it? But it was really exciting stuff. Here's the thing. The room was designated as a kitchen. It had all the potential to be a great kitchen. And it is a great kitchen. It had all the potential to be a family communal space. And it is all that. But in its current state, on that visit, on that tour, the kitchen was dormant. In its current state, there was no activity. It was just existing. Nothing was happening. The kitchen was full of dormant ability, untapped strength, unused success, hidden talents, capped capability. How sad it would be if, if we never actually used the kitchen for the purpose it was designed. For the kitchen to function, it needed the correct appliances. It needed the power turned on. It needed people. It needed a family. It needed some noise. It needed some cooking to happen. For the kitchen to function as a kitchen, you need to hear the hum of the oven. Feel the heat from the oven. The boiling of the kettle. The ping of the microwave. The kitchen that we walked into was effectively dormant. But for it to functionally uh, for it to function further, there was a process of further development that needed to take place. There were some actions that needed to happen. There was some investment still to be had. There was some DIY and things that were needed to do. So my question to us this morning is this. How do we become? How do we be all that God has purposed for us to be? How do we find our function in life? How do we operate in that function? What are the keys? What are the steps? What are the lessons that we need to learn? How do we go from being a dormant kitchen to a fully operational place of renowned international cuisine? Fish fingers, peas, and potato waffles. Turn with me, please. If you've, if you've got your Bibles at home or here in the house, turn with me to Galatians 2, verse 20. I am reading from the message uh, version this morning. I've been encouraged by these few verses. Paul is writing to the church in Galatia. He's encouraging them. He's building them up in the faith. He's equipping them. He's gently disciplining them. He's showing them that there is more. He is saying that there is freedom in Christ and we can live by the Spirit's power. He's also telling the church some of his own personal story. And he's sharing his faith. And it reads like this. Galatians 2 
verse 20 and onwards. He says these words. So I quit being a lawman so I could be God's man. Christ's life showed me how and enabled me to do it. I identified myself completely with him. Indeed, I have been crucified with Christ. My ego is no longer central. It is no longer important that I appear righteous before you or have your good opinion. And I am no longer driven to impress God. Christ lives in me. The life you see me living is not mine. But it is lived by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I am not going to go back on that. Wow. Some incredible words there. Allow me this morning to tell you what I'm learning as we unlock some of the potential inside of us and move from formation through to function. Number one, make a decision to become. Make a decision to become. In verse 19, Paul says, I quit being a lawman so I could be God's man. I quit being a lawman so I could be God's man. We have a decision to make. A decision to stay as we are on that merry-go-round of life with all this capability inside of us or we can make the decision to become God's man, God's woman, God's child. Miles Monroe, a preacher, teacher, church leader in the States, said these words. We have a choice to make. Are we going to deprive the world or are we going to bless it with the valuable, potent, untapped resources locked away within us. Paul the Apostle at one point, you see, he was a religious Pharisee, someone who knew the religious law inside out and back to front, someone who was too religious. Paul the Apostle was just too religious, a disciplined man. He thought following the Jewish religion would save him. He was a fanatic. He hated Christians and everything they stood for. But then he had an encounter with Jesus Christ. And from that moment on, he made a decision to submit and surrender to Christ and to become God's man. He chose to become operational, functional for the kingdom of God. When he encountered Jesus, he had a vision for his life. He saw something of what God had in store for him, of what God wanted him to do the function and the role he was to play. He realized his potential and he chose to become God's man and preach the good news to people everywhere. Can I ask you a question this morning? Here in the house and at home, have you had an encounter with God? Have you made the decision to become God's man, God's woman, God's child? Have you truly submitted and surrendered to Christ? Because once you do, your life will never be the same again. It will mean, however, that you have to be prepared to do a number of things. There is a transformational process that needs to take place. You see, the disciples who followed Jesus for three years didn't automatically become and function as the Bible heroes that we knew them as. Check out Peter's story in the Bible, that rough-talking, rough-speaking fisherman. But Jesus saw something. The man who made mistakes, but Jesus saw something. The man who had foot and mouth disease. He spoke before he thought, 
but Jesus saw something in him. The man who denied Jesus, but Jesus saw something in him. The man who confessed and declared Jesus, but Jesus saw, saw that was coming. He knew that was going to happen. He was the man who on this rock I will build my church, Jesus said. And then at the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2, the Holy Spirit falls on Peter and all the disciples. They're filled with this power. Peter, that man who has this encounter with God, who's gone from being this rough-talking fisherman, is now three years on. He's now preaching to 3,000 people. The lost are getting found. The sick are getting healed and baptized. And this is Peter for you. It's Peter in Acts chapter 3 verse 6 who, who's walking along to a prayer meeting and, and with his mate John. And, and they see a lame man who's asking for money and he goes, silver and gold I do not have, but such as I have I give you. In the name of Jesus of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Because Peter's realized all those years on, I've got something inside of me. I've got a power inside of me and I'm going to start functioning and I'm going to start operating in that power. The same goes for the Apostle Paul who we're talking about as well. So we need to do this. We need to be prepared to work and have some discipline and focus. Be teachable. Be, become a learner. Put yourself in the right environment. You are not going to fulfill any potential or realize your purpose if you put yourself in the wrong environment. Make sure you find yourself in that place of prayer and worship and devotion and study of the Word of God. And you will soon find that God speaks to you. You will soon find that God whispers to you about his plan and purpose and will for your life. By making the decision to become God's man and God's woman, you need to make yourself accountable. Have the right people who believe in you speak into your life. Invest into your life. And they will help you untap the potential you have. By making a decision to become God's man and God's woman, you also need to be willing to guard your potential. Satan is after your potential. Be on guard. Guard your dreams and visions from sin, discouragement, failures, opinions, distractions, traditions, and compromise. Because it's time to function. Number two, we need to understand this. Understand that relationship with Christ is the key to releasing your full potential and going operational. We sung that this morning. I will boast in Christ alone. Paul says in Galatians 2 verse 20, Christ's life showed me how and enabled me to do it. I identified myself complete with it, completely with him. Indeed, I have been crucified with Christ. If you want to unlock the potential in your life and find out what your function, your role, your purpose is, then you need to follow Jesus Christ, heart and soul. Paul followed the example, the model, the pattern of Jesus Christ. He lived for Christ. He was influenced by Christ. He preached Christ and Christ crucified. You will not achieve anything without Christ at the helm. But if you give your talents, if you give your characteristics, your abilities, your attributes to Christ, he will take them, he will use them, he will multiply them for his purpose and his glory. Whatever you've got, give it to Christ uh, John, what have you got? Well, I gave him my grade three piano. Here's my rough, gruff singing voice. Here are my mediocre mu musical skills. I give it to you, God. God, here are, my, here are my teaching qualifications. Here are my communication skills. I give them to you. You can achieve your potential. You can function. You can operate because the Son of God died for you and gave his life for you. He died so you could live. 
Philippians 4.13 says this, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. But here is the thing, it has to be through Christ. It has to be in Christ. It has to be with Christ. We sing that song, in Christ alone my hope is found. My hope, my purpose, my function, my role is not found in John Baldwin. It's not found in material possession. It's not found in the values and opinions of others, but it's found in Jesus Christ. Number three, function needs faith and love to operate. For my kitchen to truly function, reach its full potential, and be the kitchen I wanted it to be, it needed appliances. What appliances does a kitchen need? An oven, a dishwasher, a kettle, a microwave, a sink, a fridge, freezer. And in the same way, to walk into all that God has got for us, to function as God intended us to function, to play the role that we were designed to play, we need two appliances, faith and love. In the passage we read in Galatians, Paul says these words, The life you see me living is not mine, but is lived by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Romans 1:17 says, the just live or operate or function by faith. Hebrews 11:6 says these words, without faith it is impossible to please God. Galatians 5:6 says these words, faith works through love. And 1 John 4:16, because God is love and those who operate in love abide in God and God abides in them. How we need to be people of faith and love. Maybe this morning you've come in with your questions, there's doubt, there's worry, there's anxiety and fear. Maybe you feel a bit burnt out this morning, short-circuited by, by fear. Well, I've got news for you. Can I encourage you? Start to operate in faith and love, and you'll soon begin to function. Last point. Come on, team. Number four, the power on the inside. The power on the inside. I'm going to close on this point, but for my kitchen to become operational, it needs power. All the appliances need power. In the verses that we have read, Paul makes a statement, Christ lives in me. In Romans 8, verse 11, Paul makes a statement. The Spirit of God, who raised Jesus from the dead, lives in you. Lives in me. There is a power this morning on the inside that needs to be activated. Just imagine individuals everywhere full of the Holy Spirit, operating in the gifts of the Spirit, demonstrating the fruit of the Spirit. Just imagine a community of followers all living by the Spirit's power. Just imagine the impact on community, the local area. We have a supernatural power, everybody, that has been given to us. A supernatural power. When Jesus ascended heaven, he promised his followers, I'll send you the Holy Spirit. He will be your encourager. He will be your guide. He will be your comforter. He will be your help. He is the one who gives us supernatural power. Power to function in our homes. Power to function and operate within our family circumstance. Power to live and move and have our being. Power to operate in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Power to see the dead raised, the sick healed, the impossible made possible. 
guess what everybody the promise of the Holy Spirit is for everybody the Holy Spirit is still welcome amongst us it's still active amongst us the Holy Spirit everybody has not been stopped by COVID it's not been stopped by COVID and if we choose to live by the Spirit's power then I believe that anything can happen it's time to function it's time to function I think I'm out of time so would you stand with me this morning stand with me this morning how we need an encounter with Jesus Christ who wants to become functional and operational for the kingdom of God would you just raise your hands if that's you this morning at home come on God I want an encounter with you Jesus Start revealing the things that you want for my life to me, I pray. Holy Spirit, come and fill me. Come and use me. Holy Spirit, we need your power. We need your Holy Spirit. Come on, let's start activating it right now. Holy Spirit, come with you. Empower us. In Jesus' name. You are not just formed. You are formed to function, produced for a divine purpose. You have a part to play, a role to play. Your family needs you. Your community needs you. This house needs you. You are not a spare part. You are not here to merrily exist. You have incredible God-given potential on your life. You need to see it, realize it, and walk in it for that potential to be realized. Why don't you make the decision this morning, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, to become, once again, God's man, God's woman, God's child intentionally follow Christ with everything you have choose to live a life full of faith and love and decide this morning I'm going to live I'm going to walk by the Spirit's power in Jesus name Amen